Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 21st, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. And one of the things that I love about the way the Holy Spirit gives me to teach, because really the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Bible says that we have not need that any man would teach us anything, but the Holy Spirit, which we receive from the Father, not from this world, he teaches us all things. So he's the teacher. When you come to listen to today's word, you're listening to the Holy Spirit through me. Now, he's going to come through my personality, right? So when I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit sounds like a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, and, and that's going to come through, and that's fine. So it's God's truth through my personality. But we have to learn about the Holy Spirit and how God gives us his spirit so that we can know. Put that in the chat. God gives me his spirit so that I can know him, so that we can know the things that he has freely given unto us, and so that our mind, God gives us his word so that our mind can be renewed. So as we're looking at all of these miracles, God just gives me so much you know, insight to be able to share with you. We've been looking at this miracle where Jesus fed the 4,000 for days, and we're not even focused on the miracle. We're focused on a conversation that happened after the miracle. The title of today's message is, this is part 49 of the overall series. The title of today's message is the Holy Spirit and your subconscious mind, the Holy Spirit, and your subconscious mind. Put in the chat, my mind is being renewed. And I'm not talking just about the conscious, but your subconscious mind. Get ready to receive the word. So let's get into the word for this morning. Our subconscious mind, not just our conscious mind, but our subconscious, our internal programming has to be changed to line up with the word of God so that we could be open to the Holy Spirit. Say, I am open to the Holy Spirit. You can put that in the chat if you want. I am open every day. Lord, I'm open. I just want to be open to you, to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit as I'm walking into every meeting, conversation, and activity, as I'm on Zoom calls and WebEx meetings. I am open to the Holy Spirit say amen to that. Before we get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, this is a scripture we've been meditating on all year. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Restore us to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. In this season, I believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us and every dry area, anything in your life that went dry in this season, say, say it out loud, no dry areas for me. Any area of your life that went dry in this season, you're going to get a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh infilling, a fresh restoring. You will be drenched again, drenched in the Holy Ghost. Say amen to that. All right. So here's the miracle we've been looking at for days. Mark chapter uh, eight, verses one through 21. Let me just summarize it real, real quick. Jesus fed 4,000 with seven loaves of bread. When they were done, they had seven baskets of food left over. They leave. As they're leaving, the, the Pharisees come and the Pharisees say, hey, we still don't believe that you are from God. So we need you to perform a miracle right here on demand to prove to us that you're from God. Jesus said, dude, get out of my face. I have nothing to prove to you. What is wrong with y'all? And he left. He got into a boat with his disciples. They take off. As they take off, they start to realize that they only have one loaf of bread. And they're like, there's 13 grown men on this boat. What are we going to eat? And they start to complain. 
complaint about the fact that they only have one loaf of bread. Jesus is like, what is wrong with these dudes? How can they be with me all this time and they still don't get it? Why? Because their subconscious mind had not been changed. Jesus said, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see? Are you still not able to understand? Do you have eyes that can't see? Do you have ears? And you can't hear? Remember what I did before when we didn't have enough bread? Those 5,000 people? I fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. And when we did that, how many baskets of food did we have left over? They said 12. He said, what, just now, a few minutes ago, we just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. And when we were done, how many baskets of food were left over? They said seven. He said, now, if you remember that, how is it that you still do not understand? He was, he was very frustrated with his disciples because they were not getting it. Because when you come to God, you come to God with a certain level of programming. Your subconscious is already programmed. And so you can say stuff in your conscious like, oh, I love God. I believe God. But until you really are transformed with the renewing of your mind on your inside, until your, your programming is changed to think and act like God, you, the Holy Spirit will be moving and you miss it. They just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread, had seven baskets of food left over. And a few minutes later, they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We have no food. <laughs> and Jesus was like, ah! And so as a believer, you got to be open to the, say this, I'm open to the Holy Spirit. You got to be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. You got to be able to perceive uh, and understand the things of God. And these are spiritual things because God is a spirit. But then I'm going to make a connection to your subconscious mind today. This is what the Apostle Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus and really uh, for, for us as well. He said, Father, he said, first of all, hey, guys, I want you to know that I always pray to the great and glorious God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for you. And this is what I pray. I pray that he, God, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Put it in the chat. Say, God gives me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says, I want revelation and I want the wisdom to be able to apply the revelation. He says, my prayer for you is that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The spirit, the Holy Spirit will let you know truths about God and help you understand them. Oh, wow. So he says, the Holy Spirit is going to give you truths about God, reveal things to you, and help you understand what he reveals. Why? He's praying, he says, so that you can get to know him better. Put this in the chat. Through the Holy Spirit, I get to know God better. I get to know God better how? Through the revealed knowledge and through the explanation and wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives me. So he gives me revealed knowledge. He then tells me what to do with that knowledge. And through these experiences, the text says, I get to know God better. And then he goes on to say, I pray that God will open your minds. Other translations say, I pray that God would flood your eyes with light to see his truth. Then, then you will know the hope that God has chosen us to have. You will know the blessings that God has promised his holy people. You will know that these blessings are rich and glorious. How am I going to know that? How am I going to come into the knowledge of the blessings that are rich and glorious through the Holy Spirit? He will give me revealed knowledge and he will then explain the knowledge to me. Jesus was frustrated with his disciples because he was being led by the Holy Spirit. They were being led by their carnal bodies. They were carnally minded and he was spiritually minded. And the Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spirit minded is life 
evermore. So Paul was praying for them to be able to see in the spirit. So what does this mean for you today? Now I have a lot to teach you this morning. I have like six things to go through. I'm going to build my case. You ready? This is going to be solid teaching this morning. This is going to be one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Let me go through this. You ready? I'm going to take my time. I'm going to try not to get too excited. Here we go. Number one, Paul prayed for believers to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Let me explain. Paul did not accomplish what he accomplished with head knowledge. Paul, he went on four missionary journeys. He started churches all over Asia Minor. Of course, he was used by God to do it. He went in and out of jail. He endured and overcame many things. He wrote half the New Testament. And the impact of Paul's ministry is still being felt today, over 2,000 years later. He did all of that because he got revealed knowledge from the Holy Spirit. He did all of that because he was able to flow in harmony with the heart of God. Paul was able to allow the Holy Spirit to work in him, with him, and through him. And that's how we're supposed to live today. And Paul prayed for other believers to flow in the same way. That's how Jesus lived. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He is our key. The Spirit-led believer is possessed Put in the chat, I am possessed by God, and I know it. I am possessed by God, and I know it. There's this presence and power and wisdom and might that's on the inside of me, and I'm aware of God's presence. I'm aware that I'm when I walk into a room, God just walked into the room because God lives in me. So the Holy Spirit who lives in me, he can give us divine wisdom and spiritual insight. Let me explain. The believer's as believers filled with the Holy Ghost, we have an advantage over the people of this world because God lives in us as long as we're able to listen and discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, and then he gave you the Holy Spirit so that you can know the, the things that he has freely given unto us. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So God gave us his spirit so that we can know. And in, in Ephesians 1, he's praying that not only will God give us his spirit so that we can know, but he gives us revelation. He gives us wisdom so that we can know God better. So he reveals things to us that are concealed from others, concealed from the world. And this revelation comes so that we can become the men and women that God has called us to be so that we can bring glory to God in this world. I bring glory to God when I'm led by his spirit in all things at all times. I bring glory to God when I allow the Holy Spirit to give me insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding. And I bring glory to God when I allow the Holy Spirit to live through me, speaking through my vocal cords, thinking through my mind and operating through my limbs. I bring glory to God when I live that way. Say amen to that. All right, number two, Paul emphasized the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Paul was unashamed about the role of the Holy Spirit. He said this, once again, let me repeat it. And I'm trying to take my time this morning. The, the Holy Spirit will let you know truths about God and help you understand them so that you can know him better. So he will give you truths about God, that's revelation. He will help you understand them, that's wisdom, so that you can know God better, that's relationship. So he gives you revelation, he gives you wisdom to firmly establish your relationship with the Father. So not only does the Holy Spirit reveal things to you that you would have not known any other way, but he reveals these things to you and then gives you the wisdom to apply what he revealed so that you can know God better. And I told you before that the more you know God, the more you will know yourself. The more you discover God, the more you will discover yourself. So I'm very comfortable being me. Why? Because I know God. And once, once I know God, then God helps me to know me. I get to know God and my revelation 
my knowledge of God leads to a revelation of God's knowledge of me. It's almost like once I got to know God, God then introduced me to me. God introduced me to the version of me that he planned for me from the foundations of the world. Put that in the chat. Say, God introduces me to me. God introduces me to the version of me that he wants me to be so that I can become that man or woman that he destined for me to be from the foundations of the world. So the Holy Spirit gives us revelation and he gives us understanding. So the Holy Spirit can reveal what was concealed and then he can help me understand what he revealed. And so this revelation and this understanding is required for you and I to maximize our purpose and potential while we're walking in the land of the living. So God himself lives inside of you. And once you realize that, acknowledge it, and you live with this conscious awareness that God is inside of you, then your po post-conversion life, the, your life after you're born again, will look drastically different than the life before. Because before you were relying on your own intellect. Before you were trying to make, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, before you were trying to make life happen, before when you were, when your boss asked you, what is your long-term goal? What are your long-term goals? What's your one-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan? Before you were trying to come up with those things on your own. Uh, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do that. But now you don't have to make that stuff up. Now it's, it's, it's about acknowledging and realizing that God is on the inside of you. And so now it's like, and God already made plans. So now the Holy Spirit is revealing what God already planned. And so now it becomes a more a matter of revelation than you just trying to come up with stuff. It's a more a matter of instinct than it is of intellect. Say amen to that. So now I'm not relying on me. I'm totally relying on, on him. And it's not something that I'm trying to make up. It's just something I'm, I'm trying to discover. All I want to do is I want to discover what God already planned for me from the foundations of the world. It's more a matter of location. I'm trying to locate what God already placed on the inside of me. And as God reveals it to me, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. I didn't know all of this stuff was on, on the inside of me already. And I'm locating myself because I located God. Say amen to that. All right, number three, the Holy Spirit provides revealed knowledge. Let's break this down. So the Holy Spirit the text says he gives us wisdom and revelation. So reveal knowledge. Let's talk about revelation first. So the Holy Spirit can tell us things that we didn't know, and he can tell us things that other people don't know, and he can actually tell us things that we would not know any other way. So he can give us critical information. He can reveal to us critical information in critical times. He can tell us, this has been my testimony, both in my personal life and my professional life, that, that God gives me revealed knowledge. He gives me insight that is from above. The Bible says that, that we are his sheep, God's sheep. Jesus said, you are my sheep, my sheep, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So when you open up your heart to the Holy Spirit, he will give you revealed knowledge. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sent his disciples out to minister, not just his 12, but the, a group of 70. And when he sent them out, basically up until Matthew chapter 10, Jesus was the only one performing miracles. In Matthew chapter 10, he sent out a group. He said, you guys go lay hands on the sick. He's cast out demons, lay hands on lepers. You guys go do the miracles. When you go, I don't want you to take any money with you. I want you to trust God for the resources. And when you go, 
just just watch this. You're going to be arrested. Some of you will be arrested. Some of you will be brought before men. And when you brought before the officials at that point, you won't know what to say, but you don't have to worry about it. Why? Because you will be given what to say. Why? Because when you're led by the Holy Spirit, he will give you revealed knowledge. You will be in a meeting and you'll start saying stuff or you're talking to somebody and you start saying stuff. And before you know it, you're not really, it's like, the words are flowing, but it's not you. You know, you you are conscious, you are cognizant of the fact that you're being used. You're being used of God and you know it. There's this awareness that is outside of you and you're transmitting, but it's like you're receiving and you're, it's almost like you're having an out-of-body experience looking at yourself saying, man, that's some good stuff. Whoa, like I need to write that down because I never heard that before. So that God can give you revealed knowledge. Say amen to that. All right, number four, God can give you revealed wisdom. So let me keep going. So the Holy Spirit not only gives you the knowledge, that's great, but he gives you wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is how to apply the knowledge that he gave you. So not it's one thing for God to give you some knowledge, but it's another thing for God to give you the wisdom concerning it, how to apply it. What do you want me to do with the information that you just revealed. I wake up in the morning and you gave me a word. Oh, this is a word. What does that mean? Now give me the wisdom as to how to apply that word. Give me the wisdom as to how to deal with my children. Give me the wisdom as to how to deal with my marriage. Give me the wisdom as to how to properly manage my business. Give me the wisdom as to how to take care of my body. Father, thank you for the word that you gave me. You gave me a download, but now I need the wisdom concerning what to do with the information that you revealed. And so it was like Adam. Adam was walking with God in the cool of the day. He was walking with God and God was walking with him. Adam never went to school. Adam did not have an education. Adam had revelation. And so Adam was living off of instinct. Adam was living off of uh, the, the divine connection with the Father through the Holy Spirit. And once he was severed, once he sinned, the Holy Spirit was removed. He was kicked out of the garden. And then every, every human had to be born without the Holy Spirit. And we had to live our lives as mere men until we got born again. When Jesus came, he reestablished the Holy Spirit, reestablished our connection to the Father. And now once we're born again, we get to walk like Adam walked with God. I have, put this in the chat. I have revelation and I have understanding. God gives me revealed knowledge, but God gives me wisdom. Say wisdom. God tells me what to do with the information that he gives me. All right. Number five, I'm building my case, y'all. Number five, the Holy Spirit provides revelation so that we can know God better. So Paul said, going back to what Paul prayed, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will let you know truths about God and help you understand them. Why? So that you will know him better. Put this in the chat. Say, I come to know God through experiences. It's not just that I'm learning God from a book. The book is helping me to change the way that I think, is renewing my mind. But now the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Now, as God speaks to me through the Holy Spirit and you say to your spouse, babe, I got this thought. I don't know if this is God. I don't know if this is me. I don't know if it's the pizza I ate last night. I don't know. It's this thought, but I know it came. It's it, it came. It's not me. It came from outside of me. What are we gonna do with this? Let's pray about it. Then you pray about it. Then the Holy Spirit gives you the wisdom. 
concerning what to do with the thought that he gave you. And then you're like, okay, well, let's try it. And then you launch out in faith to, to, to man, you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. This is, this is crazy, but I'm just, and so we're going to try it, babe. And then you launch out in faith to attempt what the Holy Ghost just revealed to you. And when you're walking this way, watch this, the text says that as he gives you the revealed knowledge and the wisdom to apply it and you apply it, you get to know him better. You get to know God through revealed knowledge. You get to know God through experiences. You can't just know God from a book. You got to know God through real life, through real life experiences. Our God is not some despondent, disconnected God that, oh, oh, vow God are to be worshiped and to be praised. No, 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 no. Our God is a loving, caring, sharing heavenly father. He lives on the inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit. He wants to walk with you and wants you to walk with him. He wants you to know him intimately and personally. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And so he gave you his spirit so that you can know, and he wants you to know him better. And your experiences with God help you. It draws you closer to him and you get to know God better. Put this in the chat. Say, I am God's child. I am his favorite, and I come to know God through relationship. See, Jesus did not die so you can have a cold, rigid, and ritualistic religion. No, people had religion before Jesus came. No, he died not so you can live your life based on rituals and routines and rules. No, people had that before Jesus came. Jesus died so you can have a relationship. Jesus was walking with the Father, and he died so that we could walk with the Father. Jesus was walking with the Father. Listen, the only thing the disciples said, Lord, teach us, they never said, teach us to multiply fish and loaves. Mm -mm. They never said, teach us to walk on water. Mm -mm. They never said, teach us to cast out demons. No, no, no. They never said that. The only thing they said was, okay, listen, Jesus. We've been watching you and we don't know what it is, but oh, it's like you go off early in the morning to pray and you go off by yourself and you spend time with the father. And when you come back, it's like, you know what to do. And it's like, like you just come back and like, like that other day, you just came back and was like, Hey, today we're going home back to Capernaum, but we must needs go through Samaria. And it was like, how does he know that we're supposed to go through Samaria? And then you have this meeting with this woman at the well. How didn't you know that you were going to have the meeting with the woman at the well? It was the Holy Ghost. So Lord, the only only thing they said, Lord, teach us. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. I mean, like what? Did, I don't know what it is about this prayer thing, but you go over there. And when you come back, it's like, you know what to do. When you come back, you, you just come back and you'd be like, hey, go to this town. There's going to be a donkey. It's tied up. Grab that donkey. Bring him back over to me. It, it, they came and said, hey, where the taxes at? And it was like, oh, reveal knowledge. Go over here. Put the, this fishing rod in here. And there's going to be a fish. And the fish has the money in it. It's like you always know what to do, Jesus. How is it that you always know what to do? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Oh, Lord, teach us to live like that. We want to live like that. Put this in the chat. Say, that's how I live. All right, number six. I told you I was building my case. So this is the last point for today. Last point for today. Number six, the unrenewed mind will always fight against the Holy Spirit. The unrenewed mind will always fight against the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So I was saying all of that just to get to this last point. So I'm going to try to put a bow on it on this last point. All right, the unrenewed mind is always going to fight against the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Let me explain. When you made Jesus your Lord, you were born again. Say, I'm born again. You were born again. But your spirit was born again. Your soul was not. 
Your soul, so your soul contains your mind, your emotions, your will, your thinker, your feeler, your chooser. So your spirit was born again. That's the real you, but your soul was not. So in Romans 12 and 2, the Bible says that, that our mind has to be renewed through the word of God. Now, the word renewed there in Romans 12 and 2 is the Greek word for the English word metamorphosis. So let me slow down on this point, metamorphosis. So the Lord is looking for us to have a total life transformation. It's not a gradual slight change. No, the word of God can cause our mind, our soul to go through a transformation that's like the difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly. I mean, that those that's, that's not a gradual change. That's a complete, total transformation. So the word of God can change the way that we think. And this comes through our conscious and our subconscious mind. So let me explain. So when we come to God, once again, you have a conscious, you have a subconscious. So when you're walking with God, the Holy Spirit is revealing things to you. Your subconscious mind is the way that you you're, you're programming and your programming is always going to fight against God until your programming is changed. This is why Jesus had a problem with the disciples. There were moments in the, in the heat of the moment while the fishes and loaves were being multiplied, they were conscious of the fact that, wow, this is a miracle. But once they walked away from that and got into the boat, they fall back to their subconscious. And their subconscious is saying, oh, what are we going to eat? So let, to get this point, let me explain. You must understand the difference between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Now, so what you believe consciously, you are able to articulate. What you believe consciously, you're able to say. You can say, this is what I believe, this is what I think, this is what, you know, this is what, what I'm believing God for, right? So what, what you say you believe consciously in the moment, whatever you're thinking about in that moment, you say you believe it, you can articulate it with your mouth, right? But your subconscious is not something you can articulate. Your subconscious is demonstrated in your behavior. This is why when people come to church on Sunday, in the heat of the moment, while the praise and worship team is going and the spirit is moving, you know, oh Lord, I thank you. When the spirit is moving and the power of God is moving, in that moment, in their conscious mind, people are like, oh God, I'm ready to receive. But then when they walk away from the church, they go back to their subconscious programming. So let's say somebody's back, they have been back problems, and the power of God is moving, and they come to the altar, and we pray, and they, it, now consciously they're like, I receive my healing. In, in Jesus' name, I receive my healing. In Jesus' name, why? Because they're conscious, and they're saying, oh, I believe it. I receive it. They communicate it with their mouth whatever they are consciously thinking right now in that moment, and they can communicate their beliefs consciously. But their subconscious takes over once they're not thinking about it. When you're not actively thinking about something, so then two days later, they're on the phone with somebody and their subconscious says, my back is killing me. Their subconscious says, man, my back is killing me. I ain't never gonna, like, I'm gonna have to deal with this for the rest of my life. You see what I'm saying? So now they're conscious in the moment they can say, oh, consciously, I believe I receive. But unless you change your subconscious, you're going to go right back is the programming. So let me, let me explain what happened with Jesus. Jesus is like the Holy Ghost is leading me to do all things. He had a run in with the Pharisees. He got upset. He said, guys, let's get into the boat. Let's go. 
These guys just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and had seven baskets of food left over. But when they got into the boat, their subconscious took over and said, holy moly, what are we going to do? We only have one loaf of bread. And Jesus was upset with them. Why? Because their subconscious was not being changed. Yet there are moments you can have glimpses of faith in the moment, but do you have faith in your heart? Your, your subconscious has to be transformed, Romans 12, 1 and 2, through the word of God to where your subconscious programming is set on the heavenly setting, to where you are programmed, like, like you were just programmed to believe. Say this, say, I am programmed to believe God. Say, I, I am programmed to walk by faith and not by sight. I am programmed to be led by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. I am programmed. My heart is open all the time. Why? Because my subconscious has been changed. Like my setting on the inside, my programming is different. And so, so now my programming is, 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 is completely changed to where I walk and I live by faith. If you're not there, Keep coming to today's word. If you're not there, keep getting the word of God down inside your life. If you're not there, if, if, if you have, now it's one thing while, while church is going on or while today's word is going on, you're like, I believe it. I repeat after Rick. Rick, I say, repeat after me. You say it. You're great. But then at four o'clock in the afternoon, when you're talking to somebody else and you're not thinking about it and you're speaking words of fear and doubt and unbelief, that's showing you that your subconscious has not been changed. Jesus was frustrated because he was led by the Holy Ghost, and these people were just being led by the, the flesh. Why? Because their subconscious was not changed. That's enough. I, I have to stop because I went too far. All right, so let me just close this message out. I, don't, I told you there was a lot today. Repeat after me. Declare this over your life right now. Declare it in faith. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am born from above. Your spirit lives in me. I am no longer limited to operating as a mere man. I'm a God man. Your spirit gives me wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. You reveal things to me that I could receive no other way. I discern things that I have not learned. You then give me the understanding to apply what you revealed. To make all of this work, I must put in the work to get my mind renewed. I feed myself with a steady diet of your word so that my subconscious mind and my conscious mind can both think and act like you. I'm living my life open to the Holy Spirit, which is why I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. I'm sorry I went a little bit long today, but I told you I had a lot to share with you this morning. Listen, there was a lot in that message. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments, but get this. listen to it again if you need to. Get this down in your heart. Share this message with your friends. Tell, listen, you have to be changed. The Holy Spirit is amazing, but if you're not, if you're not going to put in the work to renew your mind, you're not just your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind with the, with the word of God, then the Holy Spirit will say things to you and you won't receive them because your heart will always be rejecting what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's time for us to change. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a blessed day.
God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 